Hello and welcome to another special episode of Black Software's Receipts. I'm your host, Alec Callahan, and for this one we are going over Disney's Investor Conference, where the focus was on content being released over the next few years, both theatrically and for streaming. And boy, did they talk about a lot of content. They went balls to the walls with what they got. So I thought it was more than enough to have its own episode. I'll be breaking it down in sections so it's easier. So first up is the expansion plans for Disney Plus as a service, their continuation of Premier Access, Disney content, Star Wars, Marvel Studios, and then wrap up with final thoughts. Let's get to it. Overall, Disney has said for that from now till 2024, they will be spending eight to nine billion content for Disney Plus, just to give you a sense of how much they are committed to it. Now for expansion, this is basically everywhere but the United States, but this is uh, basically with the launch of Star. Star started out as an Indian streaming service ran by Fox until Disney bought Fox, so now they own it. Bundling Star and Disney Plus in India has been a great success for the company so far, so much so that they'll be expanding it to other countries and this will basically be the company's international version of Hulu. Star will include more adult content and the content will be from Disney Television Studios, FX, 20th Century Studios, and 20th Century Television. This section of content will be built into the Disney Plus app and parents will be able to to passcode protected so kids won't be able to accidentally say watch Deadpool or Aliens for example. With Star being bundled in Disney Plus this will cause a price hike of 2 euros so in Europe for example Disney Plus will now cost 8.99. As for when this will launch the rollout will start in February with Europe, New Zealand, Australia and Canada getting the upgrade while the entire Disney Plus service will be premiering in Singapore. In general, Disney has mentioned some places Disney, Disney Plus as a whole will expand to in 2021 besides Singapore. This includes Hong Kong, South Korea, Japan, and Eastern Europe. For Latin America, they will not get Star built into Disney Plus. Instead, a new separate service called Star Plus will launch in that region. This will launch next June, and along with everything a part of Star, will also include more local content and sports. People will be able to either buy it separately or in a bundle like Hulu in America. Speaking of America, you might be wondering why is Star not coming here and Hulu is the reason. See, a lot of the content being offered by Star is already on Hulu, so making a separate service with built built in does not make sense. But they cannot integrate Hulu into Disney Plus yet because Comcast still owns part of Hulu until 2024. So right now Disney has to wait until then, then that share from Comcast, and then they will own Hulu 100% and do whatever they want. Personally, this does suck because I do not care much for Hulu, so having Star built-in Disney Plus is the best version for me. But it's not like I don't have access to that content. It's just more steps by going to Hulu and look, usually the US gets the best options of things. It's only fair to flip around once in a while. <laughs> I should also note that as of March of next year, the cost of the streaming service will be going up in the United States for $1 to $7.99. But considering all the content that will be coming out, makes sense. I was hoping it would be after some of the content actually comes out, but I guess they want their money up front. For Premiere Access, Disney will be continuing it, but right now it looks like it will be a film-by-film -film basis, as the only one right now mentioned is Raya and the Last Dragon. So that will still come out on March 12th in theaters and on Disney Plus via Premiere Access. They did not confirm the price, but it's safe to assume it would cost $30 like Mulan as to not upset theater owners and to not undercut the value of their own movie. It was rumored for a while Black Widow would also come to Premiere Access, however as of now, that has not panned out, and I think it's a smart move. I'll compare Disney's move to Warner Media at the end of the podcast, but Disney's playing the smart move here. They have decided that, like Warner Media, they are done delaying movies and their release dates will hold firm, but unlike Warner Media, they are doing this on a film by film basis. 
looking at the situation now, yes, the vaccines have started to be distributed, but it will not be till February or March until enough are vaccinated to actually make a difference, and not until April and May where things actually go back to normal. So right now, Disney only putting Raya on Premier Access is smart, because the world will still be in a transition to go back to normal, and their hope is that by May, theaters are widely open, 50% or more capacity, in which case, Black Widow can open theatrically. Okay, from the main Disney studios, let's talk about live-action films first. For Disney+, Plus, they announced uh, Hocus Pocus 2, a remake of Cheaper by the Dozen, starring Gabrielle Union, a remake of Three Men and a Baby, starring Zac Efron, and Sister Act 3. For live-action remakes, they announced that their remake of Pinocchio, starring Tom Hanks, and Peter Pan and Wendy will move from a theatrical release to premiere straight on Disney+. Plus. There is also a sequel to Enchanted, called Disenchanted, and Amy Adams will return for the movie. Disney is also putting their Fox properties to work by giving Night in Museum and Diary of a Wimpy Kid animated films for the streaming service. For Disney Animation Studios, the focus seems to be continuing off of their biggest hits over the past decade. What this means is TV series for certain characters, like Baymax, Tiana, who will be the first Disney princess to get her own TV show, Moana the series, and Zootopia Plus. There's also an original series called Imwadu, which actually looks the most interesting as it's a fresh idea and set in Nigeria. Also, this is under the FX brand, but it's worth mentioning. Alien will be getting a TV series with Noah Hawley, and Ridley Scott is working on a deal to executive produce. Fully, it's, uh, hopefully it's good. For Pixar, they were a bit more light on what they announced. The biggest announcement was the Buzz Lightyear movie called Lightyear, with Chris Evans as the voice of the character. The best way to explain this movie is in Toy Story. The toy is based off an in-universe movie. That's where his characters like the alien and Zerg and all that come from. They are now making that movie. They also announced another movie called Turning Red, and both of these movies will be coming to theaters. They will not be going straight to Disney+. Plus. But they did announce content for the service, including a Cars TV show and more short films. Before I move on to the rest of the content, I would say Disney's being smart with their content. They're building off their known characters and the ones people love, while also sprinkling in a few original shows to keep things fresh. This is a good mix because if it was all originals, people would not be as excited, and if it was all sequels and remakes, people might not care as much. So Star Wars was pretty busy. Overall, Lucasfilm went quiet with future plans after The Rise of Skywalker happened. But that all changed here, and it seems for now the future of the franchise is Disney+. Plus. Building off The Mandalorian, there will be two spin-off shows from it. The first being Ahsoka, and then the second one being Rangers of the New Republic. Previously announced a show that's being spun off from Rogue One about Captain Andor. Now simply called Andor. It's set to come out in 2022. And it looks like it'll be a limited series instead of a proper TV show. We also got an update on the Obi-Wan Kenobi show with confirmation now that Hayden Christensen will return as Darth Vader. Like Andor, this will be another limited series. They also announced the TV show for Lando, however, it was not confirmed who would be playing the character and if it's a proper TV series or a limited series. For something fresh, there is a series now called The... Acolyte, which is focused on the end of the High Republic era and is said to be a mystery thriller. For animation, the biggest announcement was The Bad Batch, which is a spin-off of the Clone Wars TV show, and Visions, which are anime short films. Not much to report on new film announcements. The next Star Wars film will be coming to December 2023, and we now have confirmation that it is a Rogue Squadron movie directed by Patty Jenkins. This will be the first Star Wars movie directed by a woman. After that, they confirm the next one will be in 2025 and will be directed by Takeo Waititi, though details on that movie is still under wraps. No other updates on the Ryan Johnson trilogy, if that is still happening. 
I think for Star Wars, they knocked that out of the park. They announced stuff fans have been waiting for, like the return of Hayden Christensen, building off the popular Clone Wars show, and giving Ahsoka her own TV show. Along with this, they're switching things up movie-wise, and not doing huge trilogies, and focus on single movies like Rogue Squadron. Finally, we got Marvel Studios, and they were no slouch either. We got confirmation that The Falcon and Winter Soldier will come out next March. Loki should be coming out in May. They also confirmed a lot of rumors, so Christian Bale will be playing the villain in Thor Love and Thunder. Also confirmed Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror in Ant-Man 3, now called Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Another update for the movies is for Fantastic Four, which now has an official logo and a director, which is John Watts, who has directed the last two Spider-Man movies and is currently working on the third. For TV shows, they announced a few new ones, including Secret Invasion with Nick Fury, Armor Wars with War Machine, and Ironheart. There will also be a Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special coming to Disney+, Plus, directed and written by James Gunn. This has not replaced the third movie, which is still in development. Also for Black Panther 2, the role of Black Panther will not be recast, so they will be writing him out of the films and moving on, which I think is the best move. Overall for Marvel Studios, it's good that they confirmed a lot of the rumors over the past year, and we can move forward with that. Otherwise, focus is clear on 2021 for the studio, as they look to work overtime to get Phase 4 moving, with right now 3 movies and 4 TV shows. For fans who have had no new content in a year and a half, get ready to eat. Okay, so that covers most of the announcements. There was some stuff for ESPN+, Plus, but it's not really Hollywood-focused, so I didn't mention it. I think the best way to describe what happened here was that Disney took WarnerMedia and AT&T behind the building and gave them a huge beatdown. See, what happened here is, yeah, some movies went to Disney+, Plus, Pinocchio, for example. But I assume they talked to the people needed, like Tom Hanks, and smoothed things over before announcing. Same for Raya and The Last Dragon. Notice after these changes, no one is yelling or upset about it. Also for theaters, I think they can breathe a bit because besides Raya, they will still be getting movies from Disney with proper theatrical windows. And this is smart for Disney. They know a lot of the movies they make can get close to, if not a billion or more, worldwide. Why in the world would you throw that away? So their plan for having high-budget shows keep people on the surface entertained while still releasing movies in theaters is a win-win for them. Also, then moving movies straight to the service is less of an issue because if they don't come to theaters, Theater owners won't be upset because they're not competing with Disney themselves. There's been a lot of fallout from the HBO Max move, and I'll be going over that in the next few regular episodes. But for right now, Disney, in a position of power with over 80 million subscribers, is making it clear to HBO Max, you are nothing. And to Netflix, they better watch out, especially internationally. With the Star expansion, they are no longer the streaming service for kids if people can watch stuff like Logan and Always Sunny in Philadelphia. 2021 will be a very interesting year for the streaming service. And that will be it for this episode of Box Office Receipts. Question for this episode is simply, are you signing up for the service or not? Or if you already have Disney+, Plus, has this helped you stay committed to it? Let me know on Facebook. Link to the page is in the show notes. Thanks for listening. See you next time.